<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, yesterday, we went to Baskin Robbins. I know this has been a thing that has come up multiple times throughout different podcasts that I've done. The excuse last night was that they can't serve any ice cream because they're cleaning the tubs where the ice cream goes. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first times in a while that we were able to actually go inside. Yeah. I refuse to do drive through ice cream. I don't want like a fucking three scoop ice cream cone in the car while I'm driving. In a waffle cone? Right. <laughs> that just sounds horrible. So I also want to enjoy the ice cream. Like it's one of those, it's not only about the ice cream. It's about the moment. It's about hanging out or whatever, spending time together. Right. So when the front door has been closed and they say go through the drive-thru, I just don't bother. But this time I thought, oh, it was like 6.30, so it was still early. But the thing about it that doesn't make any sense is that the ice cream is kept in a freezer thing so you can look at it and order it, and then they scoop it out of the freezer into the cup or the cone. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, like, we're not serving ice cream because we're cleaning these out. Right. So where is the ice cream? You know they didn't throw it all away. Is it sitting out, like, on the floor and melting? Probably in a big freezer. So you could say, I just want some chocolate ice cream, and they could go to the freezer, and they could and scoop, scoop it, it out. out of the freezer and hand it to you. Mm -hmm. What makes it worse is this is the second time in a row that we've been told that. Yeah. And I think it was, it was probably two, three months ago. Two months. I think it was before Christmas that we tried to do this and they said the same thing. So it sounds like at the end of the night, maybe they take all the ice cream out of the little freezer and they put it like in their walk-in freezer. And then at the end of the night, maybe they clean like the big freezer on wheels thing or the display freezer. But 6.30 isn't the end of the night. Right. And, and also, as anybody that's ever worked in a restaurant knows, you can also just walk and go get it. Right. So it's just another in a long line of our Baskin Robbins is also a Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. So any complaints ever about Dunkin' Donuts or Baskin Robbins is the same location. Yes. It's, it's both in one. And I think it's just since ever Corona? I was going to say COVID, but kind of ever since they opened. It's just always been shit. The service is just 
horrible. Whoever's managing it is is not doing a good job. Not like at all. The thing that gets me is when you work at a shit job like that, your time passes faster if you stay busy. So I get that like, oh, I make $12 or $11 an hour. I don't give a shit about my job. I'm not going to go the extra mile or whatever. From like the employee working in the store, I get it. But if you're sitting there and it's 630 and you have to close at 8, the more that you can do, the quicker that time is going to pass than if you're just standing there, right. just waiting and waiting. But from like the owner's perspective, they probably, they probably don't live here. They probably live somewhere else and don't ever check on the place and don't know what's going on. They've got to get complaints, though. I think people have gotten so used to this shit that they've stopped complaining. I think that it's like teaching the new generation, you know, like, it's just how it is. I mean, like, you, for example, have not actually complained to anybody in the restaurant ever, right? Because what are they going to do? I know. I know, but like, do you think management, I mean, I'm sure management knows. Maybe the owners don't. I think so. that any time <clears throat> at a big like retail or restaurant chain that's throughout like the country, like they don't care and nothing's going to happen. If you were at a local place and you had a bad experience, maybe, but also it seems like now people have made it like a sport to take a complaint and then post it online and make fun of the person complaining so I've like, seen a complaint about them on like I think like the message board on Facebook. But yeah, exactly. then there's like a hundred comments, you know. Yeah, a message board. <laughs> like I don't know. It's I don't. You would have to know like if these places are because it could be that every individual Dunkin' Donuts or Baskin Robbins is its own individual franchise, mm, and at that yeah. point it doesn't even matter. You might be talking to like a guy that lives in Wyoming that owns it. It has nothing to do with actual like corporate Baskin Robbins. Yeah. So I think the only thing you can do is just give up and not go there. The thing that sucks about it is that Baskin Robbins is has my favorite ice cream. Great ice cream. They even have dairy free ice cream for me. That's really good. Like not just a sorbet or something that's lame. They often have like good flavors and stuff, but I've only been, I've only been to one other one. I think other than the one here in Montrose, have you had the same experience in other locations? No, it's just, everything is is just here. here? Everything here is sucks more than everywhere else. And I think it's because like when I worked at GameStop, my boss was five hours away. It's just too much of a hassle for somebody to check or yeah. or correct or teach. It's just, we're, we just get a store put out here and then that's, mm-hmm. it. it's too annoying to come and like train somebody. I found this picture the other day and it goes back to something that has also come up on this podcast quite a bit. 
and it's a breakdown of how many animals get slaughtered for meat every day. Oh no. Because I've always been amazed that we still have animals, you know, that we haven't eaten them all by now. Right. So I'll run through them real quick. Okay. And then if you want to talk about specific animal groups (laughs) on their own, we can. Okay. So this is a global this isn't in America. This is across the planet. Every day, 900,000 cows, 1.4 million goats, 1.7 million sheep, 3.8 million pigs, 11.8 million ducks, 202 million chickens, and then it says hundreds of millions of fish. And then by the chickens, it says, on average, every minute, 140,000 chickens are killed. Every minute? Every minute. And so, this is from... What's my phone doing? The Food and Agricultural Organization. And then it links to a website. So this isn't just, you know, I don't know the legitimacy of this organization. This is just some shit I saw online. Right. But why lie about it? Why why make this? So we're just going to assume that it's true. Okay. Because we're not going to go figure it out, right? Is there a problem? Mm Mm-mm. Is this boring? (laughs) No, I ate too much dinner. I'm yawning. I'm boring you. (coughs) So I don't know. We can start here. We don't really fuck much with goats, sheep, ducks. No, I'm like, who's eating this many goats? Well, I imagine the goats and the sheep are probably coming from Africa and the ducks are probably coming from Asia. If I had to just guess Mm -hmm. who's eating all those, but cows are significantly larger than all these other animals right and we're killing nine hundred thousand cows a day a day and you know you want to let the cows live so that they grow so you're not like killing all your cows and then waiting a couple years for all your little cows to grow big so at any point in time you've got to have a cow that's young, a cow that's a teenager, a cow that's a young adult, middle-aged. Right. And you got to be prepared to kill like the older ones and then have the new ones coming and taking their place mm-hmm. on just this endless cycle. Cycle. But you've done shit like this before on some level. How many cows do you think your average farmer is killing a day? Like, I wish they would have broken it down into that. Not that many. Like 10? Or do you think there's just a dude with his cows out in the... He doesn't have... What, do people have like a thousand cows? 
Is that a normal mm. number? Or do they have like a hundred? I mean, like the big stockyards and stuff do, but most farmers, I mean, maybe, but most have like a couple hundred. I'm going to Google how many cows <laughs> exist. Let's see. The World Cattle Inventory. Okay. In 2021 was 1 billion. So the cow population is catching up to the humans, huh? But that's... Except that we're killing them a lot. That doesn't make sense. How do you have a billion cows, but you're killing... <clears throat> no, never mind. Wait, 900... So you're killing 900,000. A day. Yeah, and there's a billion. So There's got to be a lot being born all the time to, like, replace the Isn't amount that... that's getting... Here's another thing saying 1.5 billion. <clears throat> like, where, where are they at? Up in the high country. <laughs> well, how do we have space? I don't know. You saw all those cows in the India in India in the streets. <laughs> it's I don't. It's it's like too big of a number to comprehend. To try to break down to like, and this is like what we talked about before, I think, but like. Each country has all these cities and then they have all these restaurants and all these food vendors, mm -hmm. but they're all selling Meat. multitudes of this shit every day. Mm -hmm. I guess so 900,000 a day is enough to feed people at the level that they're being fed, mm -hmm. whether they're starving or not. That's what we're doing. I wish that I could see like some, maybe we should look for it. Look for like some very specific breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to know who, which country do you think has the most cows? India. America? India? This is Just one of because those, they don't kill them? I think this is one of those things you'd have to have a bunch of actual information. So, I need like a presentation. Right. Slideshow. How do you feel about all those animals being killed every day, every minute? Well, obviously, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Why? Like, when, it's, when it's that amount, you can't possibly have any sort of feelings for it. I feel like the vegans that are listening are going to cringe at the numbers. I don't think that you can feel compassion or sympathy for 900,000 things dying every day. If you felt like true sadness for that, your life would just be ruined. Mm -hmm. You'd just be broken and constantly in tears and like defeated and worn down. Mm -hmm. To feel like all that pain for 900,000 things and then do it again yeah. the next day. And that's just the cows. Mm -hmm. So if you had like 
cow and it lived in your backyard and it got hit by a car. Like, yo, like, you could be sad. sad for that. But if that happened 900,000 times every day, eventually I would just kind of be like, well, whatever. Like it means, it means nothing at that yeah. point. If, if we would stop eating animals, the earth would get overrun pretty quick. Right? <laughs> With animals? Well, I don't know, because we're not eating wild animals. So if we just stopped producing them and ate what was left. Yeah, I guess so. Because we're breeding them to replace them. Yeah. We're not, like, going out. Except for the the ocean shit, which is what really fucks with me. Because we're not going and rounding up wild cows. We're just breeding them. Like, we breed certain fish but like yeah, we watch all farms. that travel shit and food shit where they're just out in the ocean with the crabs and mm-hmm. the fish just hauling in mass i'm always numbers. like it's gonna run out isn't it gonna run out how's the ocean gonna keep up with this because men aren't r- making it reproduce in the ocean ever since i was a kid people have been <laughs> you know people in general with like mm-hmm. the air quotes, the like random people have, have said like the fish are running out and, and you know, by this year, you know, well, what year? The, it, well, it changes all the time because I think it's supposed to have happened like 20 times by now. Cause it's always like, Oh, 20, you know, 1985, like, we're at half the levels of fish that we were in the seventies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are we? Because there's a shitload of fish still. <laughs> mi- mi- they don't even have a number for the fish. Yes, it did. Hundreds of millions. Oh, they don't have a number. And then at the bottom, it says estimates of the number of fish killed are unfortunately very uncertain. While the uncertainty is high, it is clear that the number of the fish is extremely large. Hundreds of millions of fish are certainly killed every day. And then it links actually to where they got that information from. Hmm. But yeah, it's such a large amount. It's just like, they don't even have like crustaceans and shit on here. What? (laughs) Crabs? Shrimp? Lobsters? Yes. They're called they're, what? They're not fish, Joni. <laughs> what are they? Crustaceans. Crustaceans. Yes. I've never heard of that word in my life. Crustaceans? Yeah. Why does it sound crusty? <laughs> because they are crunchy, is what I've always like, kind of so, remembered them. They have like, like oysters? A, oysters, I don't think so. They're shellfish, right? Oh, geez. Shellfish are different, too, from mm-hmm. crustaceans and fish? Mm-hmm. Well, what is... Crustaceans are basically, if it's an insect-looking thing, and it lives in the water, right? Okay. Because a lobster looks like a giant insect or whatever, and a shrimp. Oh, it's a big bug, yeah. Right, like those isopods. Those are crustaceans. What's an isopod? The roly-poly things that live in the water. I don't know what those are. Roly-polies? Yeah, I know what a roly-poly is. Yeah, it's the thing that looks, it's gray, and it's segmented, 
and it has the hard shell and then the little floppy fin and it has like all the little legs under it i'll have to look up okay a picture because i don't i don't think i know so what qualifies as shellfish i don't know other than oysters well there's so many of those oysters clams mussels mm, yeah and then all those weird scallops yeah scallops yeah i think that has to have like a shell that has a top and a bottom that's fully sealed but, but can like open and close okay I wasn't prepared to get in depth into <laughs> like how they distinguish what exactly is what. It kind of gets to the point where you just kind of see something and and you know, like, oh, it's one of those. But they have very strict, very specific rules on that shit. So sometimes one you would assume would be in one group and it ends up in another because of the rules. Mm, okay. It's not really the point. The point was just... When they're counting fish. Right. They're not counting the shitload of lobsters, shrimp, crabs that mm-hmm. are being pulled up every day. And so it's just... I'm not like... I, I don't think like eating meat or any of that stuff has ever like really bothered me. I think the ocean stuff bothers me more than anything else when it comes to like environment type of and and maybe not because i care about the fish so much but i think i do kind of do you think that there's a difference between killing something that was bred to be killed and eaten versus killing something that was just living its life yeah and now it's like captured in a net or a trap and then i do kind of yeah do you think that they know the difference the animals mm-hmm. like do you think the crab brain is sophisticated enough to be like oh no <laughs> i got caught like do you think they know what's going on when they get in the trap and they're stuck <clears throat> are they talking to each other like oh shit guys like we're stuck in here i don't what are we gonna I do know. i think or do they even do they even know that they're they know. obviously don't know they're going to get cooked and Eaten. prepared, but like, I think some animals, I think eventually get to the point where like they see their friend get walked off one day and it and never, never comes come back. back. And or like some of the like tribal shit in Africa where they live in like with like the herd shit, mm-hmm. like they just kill right in front of the other ones. Right. So like they must know like, my, like, my time is limited. Right. But they don't seem to live in fear of it. Right? They're not They're not cowering in the corner or running away. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe, maybe they don't... I think like, that they definitely it. get stuck in, like, the slaughter... Not the slaughterhouse, but the... Maybe that's what you call it. Like, the cow factory or whatever where they're just tied up all day and can't move and they live their life. Like, you know, they can't even turn around in their cell mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I think that they know like, Oh, this sucks. Like this is not a good life. Or uncomfortable. 
but no, I think the larger what are they called sea animals animals is the right word i mean like dolphins and whales and stuff like that like there's proof that they're really smart i think that they know things right and that's why it seems like people have started to really throw a fit about people eating whale whales and i don't think that there's many places that serve dolphin because i think it's just kind of been agreed like these things have like brains and they know what's up. So yeah, maybe we should eat them. But like I would, I've seen dogs get scared. So like dogs know what's up. Mm-hmm. You, you say that horses show emotion. Horses <laughs> are very smart. Why don't you want to believe it? But <coughs> There are still enough places where they serve horse. Mm -hmm. And then there's still probably an equal amount of places where they're like, oh, that's fucked up. You don't eat horse. Mm -hmm. But you had no problem eating that horse. And (laughs) you didn't even cook it first. They they had already killed the horse. So, like, what was I going to do about it? I would never personally kill a horse and eat it. Like, I just, I wouldn't. Under any circumstances. Okay, if I was dying, yes, I would. If if it was like, I need it to survive, but. I think the, the, the idea that it's already dead. Mm -hmm. It's already in the restaurant. Right. That kind of negates any further thought for, like, should I be vegetarian because it's already dead right somebody else is gonna eat it you not eating it means that they're they have one more order to serve someone else before they place an order from their supplier Mm -hmm. and so people would say oh what if everyone had that mentality and that's true if everyone had that mentality but is that what you're going to commit the rest of your life to? You know, it just, I don't see, I don't see the point, but I don't ever see the point with that kind of thing. Like being one person that feels one way, like it's just never enough. You don't think you could make a difference? No. That one person can make a difference? No. But, but there's stories of one person making a difference in the world. Who? I don't know. I'm just saying there's stories out there where there's like, this person did this and this changed the course of like history. So if that person would have had the same thought as you, where what I do doesn't matter, then that wouldn't have changed. So like, I kind of agree with you, but I also kind of disagree. There's two ways that I would look at that. One way... (laughs) Is that I don't care, which and is the bigger thing, more so than, you know, could one person make a difference? Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, maybe they could, but like I don't, I don't care. So I'm not going to be the one, right? That makes you, the difference. So, so what? I think that people that are 
doing that that make a difference are people that care very but, passionately but about they're that not thing. making a difference on their own they only make a difference by rallying other people until there's many people and then those many people make a difference i know but it starts with that well everything starts with that right yeah but think of all the cults in the world that started with that and all the ones you've probably never heard of or never known about and it's like well like they they tried like one person tried to to make a difference and rally all these people and sometimes that works it doesn't always work for the best there was a german that rallied a bunch of people (laughs) and you know made a difference he did he killed probably would have been better if he if he hadn't millions of people yeah not to always use you know the worst like thing in recent history but it's just like that kind of seems to be, it's like with I the I mean, voting. he thought he was making a difference in the world, right? Like his goal was to make, I mean, something for himself, kind of. But like, I think he had. I think that when it comes to doing what you think is right, even if you have the most noble intentions down the road a hundred years or a thousand years that thing that you swore was for the betterment of everyone can often turn out to have been the wrong thing to do kind of like with the like with the food shit right or what is it now? Sunscreen causes skin cancer. So it's like better, you know, don't go out in the sun. You're going to get skin cancer. So you put on sunscreen and then they're like, Oh my God, sunscreen is giving everybody skin cancer. And it's like, Oh, well I invented suntan lotion to save all these people from cancer, but now I'm giving it to them Mm -hmm. or don't eat sugar in your soda it's horrible for you and then someone's like drink i came up with a zero calorie sweetener and everybody's like oh great 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 and now they're like hey that gives you cancer it's actually better to just drink regular sugar it's more addictive gives you cancer kills your reproductive system it's like oh Okay, so like they thought they were making a difference. They thought they were doing what's best. You're just, whatever is, not whatever's going to happen, because I don't believe that like things are going to happen. You don't believe in destiny? No, but like some shit is going to happen all the time. And sometimes it's going to go this way and sometimes it's going to go that way. And you can interfere And you can try to change it, but it's always going to split off down the road in some other direction anyway. Right. So if we had just stuck with regular Coke, Mm -hmm. then we'd have people dying 
from obesity or whatever, mm-hmm. diabetes. But instead, we're like, oh, we're going to do this. And now we got people dying from cancer. Mm-hmm. Before, there was one bad thing. No. The sugar. There's now there's two bad things. <laughs> the sugar and the fake sweetener. Mm-hmm. So what... Like, what was the good in that? Like, that you could say that if you had question. just left it alone, one bad thing is better than two bad things. Yeah. Well, whoever the, the, created Coke in the first place right. was probably right. so, so just drink problem. water, right? <laughs> right. But the skin cancer with the suntan lotion shit is like, well, Is that well, a for real thing? I don't know. I think I heard someone, you know, it doesn't even matter anymore. Because well, I know of people that have said that and then they don't use it. And I'm like, it doesn't, but they look like older than they should and more wrinkled because they've gotten so much sun exposure. Well, there's also so like for your space. It's there's, not, there's also the people that cute. are like, I'm going to go out in the sun all the time mm-hmm. because I've got suntan lotion and then mm-hmm. they get skin cancer from the sun. Right. And then it's like, well, of, of course you do. I guess but, I don't know why tanning beds were invented, but those are bad for you. Those too. are horrible for you. And then you have people who say, Oh, Go lay in the tanning bed in the winter because it gives you mm. like the the sun rays, the sun rays, and lift your mood. And it's like, yeah, but those are really bad for your skin. So, and, and you have to wear these glasses to go in there to protect your eyeballs. Like, what's what's up with that? But there are gonna be. This is what it always comes down to with everything is that it, it truly never matters because 99% of the people don't know the actual way that it is of whatever specific thing it like the truth of what the world because one scientist, one doctor, one expert is going to say one thing and another one is going to say the exact opposite. And then it just comes down to which of the group of doctors or scientists do you believe? Do you personally want to believe? And And then you just have to kind of take it and, and roll with it. Like, was wearing a mask helpful or not? Like... People say, like doctors say that wearing the mask was helpful because it slowed down the spread. Mm-hmm. But then there was just as many, it seems, doctors saying like, if everybody could just get this shit and, and pass through it, right. we can get through it quicker. And be done with it. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure that you can find a research study that says the tanning beds are perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was paid for by big tanning bed, right. you know, big money. Mm-hmm. But maybe the findings were 
legitimate. What's interesting is I feel like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the tanning bed thing was a big thing. And then they were like, this is bad for you. So self-tanner, the lotions and the foams and stuff you put on yourself became a really big thing. And a lot of people use that now. And now it's like, do you think that there's stuff in that? I'm sure there is. (laughs) That in a few years, there's going to be the study about how these horrible chemicals in that are... Yeah. I don't know. You can disrupting our hormones and <laughs> you can create and design a study to give you any results that you want to get from it. And people are for purchase all day long to run those kinds of studies. And the only way they can be disproven is for somebody else to take interest in it and run like a more balanced, neutral study of it. But we, the people, don't know that shit. Mm-hmm. We're not experts in that field. We don't have the equipment to do the studies on our own, much less know how to run them or how to interpret the results. Right. And people say, oh, well, I went and I, I did my research and I read this shit, but you could not possibly understand what's going on in this research with your 12th grade education. Right. But you like what it says and that's the stance that you want to take. So you're just like, yeah, see, Mm -hmm. and then you go about your life just believing that. And then you make friends that believe the same way and you just reinforce each other in your ways. And then you have diabetes in your 40. You've never drank a soda in your life. And it's like, Oh, you're just predisposed to that. Mm-hmm. you were going to get it no matter what. And it's like, oh. Might as well drink the soda. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Probably not, but. Like, dudes have sex for the first time and get the girl pregnant. And it's like, well, I think sometimes that shit just happens. You know, it's like, oh, my best friend in high school, Greg, got a girl pregnant with the condom and she was on birth control. Oh my god. And it's just like, yeah, shit shit can happen. No. There's like nothing that you can do to prevent it. So Morgan was saying, I I don't know if I want to call this out again because he was like Dana's got kidney stones. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. Like we're just you're just going to put that out." There. I don't know if that's like private information, but She's never talked to me about it. So he, maybe well, it is he private. said that <laughs> it was when she was younger because she used to drink a lot of soda and now she just drinks water. Oh, and so yeah. she had them, but she doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. But you generally don't get those until later on in life. So she probably just has like a genetic predisposition to that kind of kidney PC. function or whatever. Yeah. Whereas I haven't had one and I'm horrible with drinking water you've never had one Uh -uh. but if i got one somebody would say oh man it's because you drink all those sodas yeah i would probably be the one saying or or i could never have drank a soda in my life 
And somebody could be like, oh man, you must drink a lot of soda. And I'd be like, no, I've, I don't ever drink soda. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> I bet you do. Or what some do shit. you drink you know? then? And it's like, well. Do you drink beer? Sometimes this shit just happens, even though. That's true. You're not. The, the best. I think when you overthink it. I'm going to the beach. Mm-hmm. The sun's going to give me cancer. Mm-hmm. So I better wear a suntan lotion. Mm-hmm. The suntan lotion's going to give me cancer. It's technically called sunscreen. Okay. And then. The other stuff is supposed to make you tan. I'm sure that shit gives you cancer. Too. I'm sure it does. <laughs> so. I'm just going to go to the tanning bed. Right. Well, the tanning bed is going to give me cancer. I guess I'll just go out in the sun. Mm-hmm. It's at some point, whichever one you pick, right? You think, oh, my best bet is probably with the self tanner. I'm going to yeah. go with that one. And then you get cancer. And then some asshole is like, I told you not to <laughs> use the, the self tanner. And, and that like, stuff. There's some now that don't smell as bad, but some of them, like five years ago, they would smell so bad. I would be like, what is in this? It's got to be like some horrible chemical in it to make it smell so terrible. But, you know, people want to look good. And that usually wins over any sort of health. (laughs) I would agree with that. Any and sort of help. If that's, and if that's what's important to you, then I think that, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if I would want to look great and smell bad. I don't know if that's the dynamic that people really want to shoot for. But if drinking diet soda means that I'm taking in less calories means I'm going to not gain weight and I'll look better. And then I get cancer from the fake sweetener. I I wouldn't really get mad about that because there's a pretty good chance I would have gotten diabetes from the other one. Yeah. So like why worry about it in the first place? I know. With the with the tanner thing, it's just like I guess we should just all accept the color of our skin and, and leave it at that. Well, no. If you want darker skin, then then go get it. Just don't kill yourself over like which is the the safest one. Yeah. Just whichever one, whatever makes you happy. Well, I used to go to the tanning bed some, but then I, you know. Heard some bad things. You could you could abstain from the sun. You could abstain from sunscreen. You could abstain from suntan lotion. Mm -hmm. You could abstain from tanning beds and self tanner. Mm -hmm. I think I covered all of them. Right? You just stay in your home. You never go out in the sun. And then you die from like scurvy or some shit yeah, you because get you never like went outside. Severe like vitamin D or you get deficiency, lung cancer or bone cancer. Mm-hmm. 
or prostate cancer. And I was like, oh, well, like, at least it wasn't skin cancer. Right. I think that you kind of just have to figure out what you think is you're okay with and go with that. So then how do you feel about retirement? <laughs> what? It's related. Retirement? Yeah. <laughs> You could spend your entire working years, you know, 20 to 65. Okay. Saving for retirement, saving for retirement. Okay. Making wise business investments, putting away your money. You hit 55 and you have $5 million put away for retirement. Okay. And then you get skin cancer from going out in the sun. <laughs> and then you die at 60 and there's $5 million in your bank account. Oh man, my kids are lucky. <laughs> like there's, there must be some balance there where you have to kind of enjoy. You can't be so worried about retirement that you just keep telling yourself, well, later I'll do this. Later mm -hmm. I'll do this. I'll have this money later. Life will be better later. Yeah, I don't believe in that philosophy because at chick, all. you could life could be over tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I think that if there's things that you want to do, you need to make them happen this year. Now, have, have if you, you seen can, like those videos where someone's got their phone out in their neighborhood and then somebody's house explodes. Have you Maybe. seen that shit? And then it's like, Oh, the neighbor had like a gas leak and their house just exploded. Mm -hmm. And they're all dead. I've seen a couple of them in the last few months, like four or five. Jeez. Not like locally, like, you know, on yeah. the internet, but it's like there's their fucking house just explodes. Oh my it's like, yeah, that's... That was it, the end. Sometimes maybe you left the oven on, whatever, but sometimes there's like a leak in the wall, mm -hmm. in the pipe, and you don't know anything about it, and then your whole house explodes. You light a candle. Yeah, or like <laughs> like beef, right? He built the house for his parents, and he used like the wrong type of wiring or whatever, oh. remember? Like the cheap uh -huh. wiring. <laughs> and then the house burns down. Horrible. I, I have kind of mixed feelings about retirement, I think, because I think I don't want to work like a day job that I don't enjoy until I die. But I don't think I have, I wouldn't want to, like you said, have $5 million, I'm 55 years old, and then I just quit working and I sit in my house and not do anything. Because I think that shit kills you really quick and makes you old really quick. So there's the possibility that you get to 60-ish and your body's fucked up. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're not like in a wheelchair, but it, it's hard to walk or slow to walk or maybe you know, your brain is starting to go. There's all kinds of possibilities of shit that could hit you at that age where 
going to a different country and hanging out for a week or two would be very difficult. Right. But you've been banking on that your entire life. Which is why when somebody told me that I should have waited to go to Japan until I was 65, I felt violent about yeah. that. Because no, I... Okay. No. But... <laughs> Okay. The flip side is that you spent all your money, so you don't have any money for retirement, and you didn't die, and you're 75, and you're a greeter at Walmart. No. And no. That's no. not a possibility? No. That's very likely a possibility for not everyone. Not for me. <laughs> because of what? Because if I was in that situation, I would just kill myself. Okay. I would never let myself be like old. and. You would kill yourself before you worked... As a greeter. At yes. <laughs> I'm not going to be a greeter at Walmart. I think that I could do that. I could stand there and be like, hey, you know, you need a cart. <laughs> the issue is that the amount of money that you'd be making with how crazy our economy has got is that in 30 years when I'm that age, there is no way that you're making enough money at that point to support yourself. Right. And I think the average social security is like $2,000 a month or something. Which isn't even close to enough to support yourself even now. Right. So you have to have a job. some kind of Other retirement. Income. Mm-hmm. But, All those investments, you know. But most people, I would imagine... I won't say most, a large amount of people definitely do not have retirement. So you have to survive on that. But is that even going to be possible in 20 more years to be able to pay rent if you don't own a home and you're 70 years old and you make $3,000 a month? I don't know. Do they put the pay up, like minimum wage and stuff, as like the prices for things go up? No. No? No. Like people don't start getting No, the the, the federal minimum wage is like $7 and something. And it hasn't changed in like 20 years. That's not even, you can't even survive on that. No. Most places seem to pay like 10 to 12 if you're talking about like, minimum wage jobs. I haven't seen a place that pays. Well, GameStop used to pay you like eight bucks an hour Oh my god! to work there. Who's standing around for an hour for $8? Nerds. Like you can't even, you can't even buy a meal at Culver's. No, people worked at GameStop <laughs> because they thought that it was a cool job. And they weren't, <laughs> they were people that lived at home. They were generally younger people, like our part-time workers. Yeah. But I think that a good pay for our assistant managers when I worked there last, which was five years ago, six it was years ago. longer than that. Okay. Seven, probably. I'm glad that you think <laughs> that you know when I worked there. Well, I've known you for almost six and you hadn't worked there for like a whole year before you met me. Okay, what else do you know about me? <laughs> that you're really a good boyfriend? <laughs> okay, let's say seven years ago then. 
it was like 12 bucks and your assistant manager was somebody that worked 35, 30 hours a week that generally that was their only like full-time job. Oh my gosh. That is not, that is not good enough. So if you like in this day, that is not going to get you anywhere. After taxes, if you were lucky, you would have like $700 every two weeks. Which is 1400 a month, which is nothing. No, it's nothing. But that's that. Those are the people that are trying to save for retirement. We talked about this the other day, where about like monthly expenses and like income, and I was like, I think like six thousand dollars a month for us would be comfortable. Whereas. I seriously think like 10 years ago, 6,000 a month was like, oh my God, that's like an insane amount of money. Something. But now it's not even that much extra. Something happened because when I was making 40 grand a year at GameStop, I had no problems. Mm -hmm. I made a car payment, car insurance, cell phone, rent, you know, the majority of bills that most people have, including like a subtraction from my check for insurance. Mm-hmm. And I had plenty of, I mean, I wasn't doing luxurious things, but I had plenty of money to get by. But getting by on that now is like unthinkable. With Some, two something kids, happened it's in like, the last like 10 years or so that just from when I, when I was working there my boss made like $90,000 a year okay and I was like if I had that job I would be like king rich. (laughs) Right. Because I'm paying my bills, my rent, my car payment on 40. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me you're going to give me over double that. And it was, it was like an unthinkable amount of money. And then I talked to Boba who makes, he said last year he made 130. And he's like, I don't have any money. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like that's it's crazy. Yeah. And it's hard it to is. it's like the little things that just change from year to year that you don't really notice. Well, and I feel like a lot of people that I know in the last like well, since COVID, a lot of people both both spouses or both people are working if they're in a relationship. Most of them have some second stream of income somewhere. They're doing direct sales. <clears throat> They're trying to make things and sell things on Etsy. Like a lot of people are trying to do something on the side because the side money used to be like a fun thing. And now it's like the side money has to be there yeah. to pay the car payment. And I think with 
Venmo, PayPal, maybe with like Bitcoin shit. <clears throat> people have gotten the government catches up, but with technology, the government is slower mm-hmm. to catch up. And I think a lot of people are just hiding their money from the government through shit like that. Right. Because they don't have to give a quarter of what they make to the mm-hmm. government. And so doing that Etsy shit or eBay, I've never or paid like Rover, you know, like stuff like that. Like people are doing right. a lot of stuff. And I, I feel like I think that, well, it's January. So maybe Rover will send me like a, 1099. I don't know or, what what it would be, but maybe they'll send me some kind of tax thing and be like, "You made this much, you owe this much." But I'm not necessarily planning on reporting that. Yeah. But I think that people have kind of been forced into that because it is their second job, but also. If they're working at McDonald's, Mm -hmm. that's the job they're putting on their taxes. Right. And then they can run an Etsy store or whatever and sell jewelry. And maybe they only sell the jewelry for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, but they're not claiming that on their taxes. So when they make 20 bucks, they actually made 20 instead Mm -hmm. of 15. And then that shit really, when people notice that, I'd like to see like an estimate of what the government thinks it gets cheated out of <laughs> every year for people like incorrectly reporting taxes. Yeah. Cause uh, like I've never paid real close attention to my taxes when I fill them out. When I've done them online in the past and when I've had multiple W2s from different jobs, mm-hmm. I'll put all three jobs in. And if my return goes down, I remove the job that's dragging it down. Mm-hmm. So I have three legitimate incomes that I'm legally obligated to report. Right. And you know how it keeps your running total at the top. It's like, you'll be getting $1,500. Yeah. And then I put in this job I did for like two weeks or something. And it's like, okay. And I put that in and then it says, you'll be getting 1200 it's like, oh, well, no, let's just delete this. Right. And so far, 43 years, you know, what's that, 28 years of working? Mm-hmm. I've never got a letter from the IRS. I've never said, you you did this wrong. You owe us this much. I've never been audited. But then we know people that have CPAs and accountants and tax teams, mm-hmm. and they get audited. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you pay this whole team of people to run your business and make it all legit. And, and, and you're perfect. getting audited. It's, Is it's it just like the because cancer thing? I think I've always thought it's because they're people that are making a lot of money. That's what and it I've seems always like the government would pay attention. That's, that's more. what I always thought is this. They don't give a shit about somebody that's making Twenty to forty thousand dollars a year. Uh, yeah. But Shane got audited, and he was making twenty to 30, forty a year. <laughs> he was probably making like twenty five thousand dollars or something, and they made him pay some shit back. They garnished 
his wages until he paid back oh the IRS. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he he just had one job that he worked 40 hours a week for like eight years. Did he and have a criminal background? I don't know what <laughs> happened. He said that he messed up when he was entering his shit online. But it was like, well, I've purposefully messed up. <laughs> and it's, Maybe you shouldn't be putting that out here. You know, they're listening. <laughs> I, I really don't think that if they were listening, that they care. Yeah. But I mean, maybe, maybe they'll, I mean, I'm waiting for the day, okay. you know, every year when I push that button and send it in, I'm like, this could be, this could be the this year, could be the year. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it's one of those things you just really can't afford to not try to maximize every little bit of money mm-hmm. with the way that like life has been. So it's like, Oh, this is just, and I guess it is tax time again. Right. Well, yeah, Nine but my five. taxes are fucked this year because of my mom. Yeah. Mine so aren't. They told me that I have to hire like a true seasoned, uh, like certified accountant to do my taxes for this year and next year because of the distribution of money stuff. That ought to be funny. Fun. Yeah. Well, they do it. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. I just have to pay them, I guess. But. I think if it comes to that, like claiming like inheritance or distribution from like somebody else's retirement account. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't fuck around with that where it's like, Oh, maybe I just won't say anything, Claim you it. know, like we're something like that. It's like, and then in five years they're like, you owe us a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's when he just moved to <laughs> Austria or something. Some other country. I'm out. Yeah. Close my accounts. So how did you feel about today? What do you mean? It's your birthday. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> Was it's whatever. it a good day? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. You cooked breakfast, you cooked dinner, which was very nice because it just meant I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But you could have done that on any day. And it would have been just as appreciated. But I don't do that on any day. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, like, if it was the middle of July and you were like, hey, I did this, I'm going to do this for you. I'd be like, oh, that's really nice. But there wasn't any extra, like, feeling because today is my birthday and I care about that. Yeah. Because I just, I don't. It's not ever been a thing. I enjoyed... When I turned 40, was that when everybody came yeah, and we had to a your big old house party. and we bought like the Pokemon decorations? Yes. <laughs> that was cool. But that was a milestone. Right. 40 is, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but it's a. It's four decades. It's, it's 40. 43 mm-hmm. is like, what? I don't know. 43 is nothing. Like, I feel like 41, 42, 43, 44. 
It's all the same. Yeah. Next year, no. Two years. 45 will be like, wow. like 44 will yeah. be great because it's 4-4. Four, four. I, I hate that's fours. A, that's a great. No. 33 was like my favorite year, I think. Yeah, it's a good like, year. I loved that. I agree with you and I also disagree because I, I know like they're kind of like insignificant birthdays if you look at it. From that point of view, but I never look at my birthday as insignificant, no matter what the number is. It's my birthday, and I want to celebrate it. And You care about little things that make you happy. Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't have little things that make me happy. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's just... Like, I, something that would probably make you happy is if 43 people signed up for the Patreon. No, so that I really you wouldn't. would get. It wouldn't make me feel any different. A boost in. Don't say that. Nobody will sign up if they don't think it would make you feel different. People you, sign up to make you feel happier. People sign up to make me happy. <laughs> yes. I think it would make me happy if it eventually got to the point where it was like. There's a hundred, or there's five. Four hundred and forty-three people signed up. That would do it. Yeah, because I think there's just a, a point where it's like, oh, people are noticing this. This comes back to what you said earlier about one person doesn't make a difference. Right. Even 43 people don't really make a difference. <laughs> that is so, it's kind of rude to say, right? That's like... No, I think that people should support the Patreon because they like me or they like the content and I appreciate that they support it, but it, it doesn't even cover the cost of what I pay to put this shit out there. Yeah, I know. So it's like, please, like I appreciate the support and it does give me that feeling when somebody signs up is like, okay, someone likes this. Mm-hmm. Someone is paying attention. Someone noticed with the emphasis on the one Mm -hmm. like some one (laughs) yeah i think that maybe that's not what you're asking but when it would get to a hundred or a couple hundred it would be like oh this is actually helping like financially or this is helping people well helping financially but i meant helping like actually send sending me uh, a mental message that like people care if you do this or not yeah because what is it like 12 or 13 it's like okay so like 15 people like that i'm doing this mm-hmm. that's kind of a hard thing to motivate you to like really put in like the effort oh i get it the effort is supposed to just come from within like the joy of creating the joy of of doing the art or whatever so that i don't look at the patreon in that way and what i think it's like 40 dollars or something for the hosting and the publishing of the stuff that i do that's not a big deal for me to pay 
40 bucks. I think if it was 500, it's like, oh, that pays a car payment. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great. But I think it's more of, oh, you out there, the people, you guys, there's enough of you now that it's like an actual group mm-hmm. that like this enough to support it. That means something. Yeah. There's like a group of people like listening. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now it's just, it's just my friends. And I appreciate that my friends are supporting, but you have to reach beyond that. Your friends, friends, friends. Which has friends, happened friends. Here, <laughs> here and there. But I think that when, you, when your friends are involved with the company mm-hmm. and then their friends sign up, they're signing up because of their friend. Mm-hmm. It has to hit that next like layer out. Right. Or, like someone, someone told someone. Mm-hmm. They started listening to it. Like, I think that's something but i mean i don't i didn't start doing this because it was like oh let's make some money or let's i know that you didn't but i think that you've been doing it for a few years now and i think that you're at that point where if it was making some money you would feel more motivated to keep going because if you're on the right track, but it's not the money. If there were questions being asked or topics being submitted, like talk about this Mm -hmm. or what about this? And there were five to 10 a week. That would be the motivation. Like people actually want to hear what Dale has to say. Right. People want to hear what David or Morgan or Kyle or Wally is anybody that's kind of involved, mm-hmm. even you like that interaction is the necessary motivation because right. I have been doing this for like two years and it's just been what it is. Mm-hmm. That's unmotivating. Yeah. I try to find the enjoyment and like, well, I'm just going to talk to my friends for a bit because I like them and we'll record it. Like, that's fine. That's fun. Yeah. You don't always want to have to force yourself to do that on a Friday night. Sometimes you do, but I mean, I'm not that social to begin with. So sometimes it's like, oh man, I gotta, you gotta go do a talk podcast. to somebody. But if it was like, hey, can you get Dennis on the show? I got some questions about some Swedish shit. It's like, oh, like, and this question is coming from somebody else. Fucking Jonathan from Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, let me, let me get in touch with him and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. But there, there's none of that. That's always the best part of like when we did the chicken and broccoli or when we have questions for the game podcast where it's like, 
the interaction mm-hmm. or even with the, the Twitch shows where there's people in the chat sometimes like that makes a big difference. Yeah. So you'd rather have 43 questions come in than 43 new Patreons. Yeah. Sure. Although they have to be a Patreon to ask a question. Okay. The service is called Patreon. 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 The people are called patrons. What? Patron. Patron? Your patron. That's a word. Okay, you can cut that out. (laughs) Just delete this part. Like if you are a regular at a bar, like you're a patron of the bar. Okay. Yes, I do know that. How do you spell Pat Ron. Okay. Why did you decide that you wanted to talk about the podcast on the podcast? (laughs) Because I can tell that you've been putting in like some more effort to do it. Well, I'm mad at David. And I'm mad at Mike because the Chicken Broccoli podcast was easy to do. And I looked forward to doing it because it was in person. Mm -hmm. And it was a way to just hang out in person and socialize a little bit. And when I did the every other week thing, it was perfect because I could do one of these and then one of those. Right. Just bounce back and forth. But. Now I figured, well, if I'm not doing that, I might as well just try to do one of these a week. But it was hard enough to do two of these a month Mm -hmm. with getting people that actually wanted to do it. So it's just going to be a rotation of the same couple people over and over with maybe a random person thrown in here and there, which isn't what I wanted. But I know that posting one episode every two months isn't really helping much either. No, because people kind of forget about you. See, and what, then... what I don't get about that is that anybody that's listening to a podcast has the app on their phone. And when you publish a new episode, you get notified. Mm-hmm. So how was anybody forgetting? Like if you haven't listened in two months, but here's an alert on your phone saying there's a new episode, wouldn't you just go listen to it? I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be like, well, you didn't post for the last two weeks, so I'm not going to listen to your new episode. I would just listen to what was available. Yeah, but I think people are kind of... (laughs) Bitches. They're like creatures of habit. They haven't listened to you for two months. They're like, yeah. Gonna have to, I'm going to listen to this one that I've been listening to every week because it's really good. I just don't operate on the same wavelength as everybody no, else. No, you don't. That's, Not that's why I like, like you so much. in a cringy way. Just, you don't. I, I've seen people really complain like, this dude was my favorite YouTuber. <laughs> he doesn't upload regularly enough so i unsubscribe i have literally done that <laughs> but why would I you would, do like that? complained because about it but it's been like geez you never post anymore like i'm unsubscribing but it takes no effort to be subscribed yes because the name is in the list and you like are annoyed like cause i would be like... excited 
that after two months, here is <coughs> a new <clears throat> video. If I like someone enough, I'll leave it there, but I don't know. So what is it like? I like you, but I don't like you enough unless you constantly entertain me. And then I've lost interest in you. This is the reality of the world, Sean. <laughs> but that's not the kind of person that like I'm trying to get to listen to your podcast. I want people like me. Well, good luck with that. There are people like me. I know, but th- there's not. I don't know how to reach them Maybe because there are people a million like of them. Me and, and not a billion. Yeah, I don't know. Are you out there looking for people like you? I don't know. People like me aren't trying to be found. (laughs) They're not trying new things. They're not listening to new podcasts. They're doing the same shit they were doing when they were 20. You know, they're not listening to new music or new bands or new TV shows. They watch Seinfeld over and over and over. try new things or you have, have tried in, new things i have since put in purposeful effort you have been with me to try new shit and sometimes it's good sometimes it's great and sometimes it's bad mm-hmm. but it's i spent 10 years being very like bored like very set And like, this is what I like and this is what I do. And I've done everything. And I've experienced everything. And there's like nothing else out there. I remember you telling me that when I met you. Yeah, and it was true. Like, okay, well, that exact... it, It wasn't a true statement. I hadn't done everything. Right. But it was true that I felt like I've done it. Mm hmm and if we're and then Japan happened. <laughs> then I left this shithole country and I was like, "Oh, wow, like there's there's more." There's it was like so much it was like more. I was born again. Oh. And it was like there's a whole world out there. Yes. And I think that some of it was also just more of like a aside from the Japan thing. Like, dude, you're really bored. Like, you gotta try stuff. Well, and then you gotta you try to like have a go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh well, I wanted to. My point is, I wanted to do stuff, and yeah. you kind of reluctantly were like, "I'll try that with well, you." I guess doing old stuff that I'd done to death with you was fun because you had never done it before. Yeah. It was fun in the same way that taking Luna to do shit for the first time. She'd never seen an elephant before. Mm-hmm. And somehow you'd never seen an elephant before. And, that's, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is fun. And then, I don't know, that just, like, I didn't get in the way of it. You just kind of like, oh, this is enjoyable. This is fun. If people have kids to live through their kids Mm -hmm. and find like a new outlook on life through their kids. I have you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks. So like I can just get so many things that I've done so many times that are I used to love that have just become boring. We go do and you enjoy it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this did used to be fun. This is what it, it used to feel used like to enjoy. enjoy something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. But then I think that that led to like expanding like your horizons beyond America. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's other shit out there that, well, that is cool, that is interesting. I feel like since I met you, you have tried a lot more different foods and stuff too. Because Jade used to be the girl that would eat chicken fingers like all the time. That's all she ate ever. We would go out to eat. That was it. And I remember when I met you, I told you that. And you were like, that's great. Like I, I order the exact same thing too that all the time. That hasn't changed. It it hasn't, but it has. When we went to Japan, you tried also. You tried the horse meat. You ate it. You didn't I, enjoy it, but you I'll, did try I it. I try stuff at places until I find what I like, and then I never. Then you never order switch. anything. Else. <laughs> this is true. I mean, in Montrose, almost anywhere we go to eat, I know exactly what you're going to order. I can place your order. Yeah. But like if we go somewhere that we haven't been before, I feel like you're you you try things without like freaking out about it. There's there's something to be said about like knowing what you like also. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to try corned beef at 10 different places to know that I don't like corned beef. Right. It's like I've had it 3 times now. I think it's just not something that I like. So I'm not going to put myself through that. At, you know, oh, let's go here, man. You got to get the corned beef. <laughs> you know, it's it's what they're known for. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to oh. do that. It's, I don't really like the people that are old and grumpy. Like they're funny on TV. They're funny in movies, but that shit's not funny when it's for real. And it's not funny when you only feel that way because you limited yourself into feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Like there are other things you could try or you could do, but you're just have told yourself that you're not going to try them. We're not going to do them. Like why, if I was 30, early thirties is when that kind of started to go away a little bit. Like why would you live 40, 50 years like that instead of just like branching out some? Well, you know, I just recently made a list of 111 things. Yeah. <laughs> that I would like to try or do. I think that there is a, like just kind of an infinite amount of things out there 
that you could try. But there's a lot of things I have do. no interest in trying. I'm not I'm not down to try things just for like knitting. You don't want to try to knit. Right. <laughs> right. And if there's a barrier there that especially if it's like a financial barrier, it's like, oh, it it could be cool to try to learn to fly. Oh, that costs thousands of dollars. Never mind. Like, I don't care that much. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do that at all, but it was just an example. Yeah. Like you have to care enough that it's like something I, I tried that you want to invest in. to care enough to learn Japanese. And that shit's just expensive for a tutor and very time consuming on your own. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not very motivating when you're not around people that are speaking it. No, I think that all, if you would move there, you would all. be very motivated to learn it because you'd be around it every day and you would need to be communicating. I think that really makes a big difference. Trying to learn a language in America that you never speak <laughs> is hard. Everything that I've ever <clears throat> wanted to do that was through self-motivation has been stuff that I just automatically did without having to self-motivate. Like when I used to be fat and I was like, I don't want to be fat. I didn't have to like psych myself up. I didn't have to convince myself or motivate. I just started doing it because like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, better get up, better do this. I would just find myself like going and doing the things that I was supposed to do. But then when it's like, okay, let's sit down 30 minutes with your textbook. It's like, oh, man. Like, I don't ever just grab it and, like, look at it. Motivation, self-motivation is just kind of a load of crap, I think. Because you can have it, and then it leaves you, and then you can have it again. But you really can't depend on it to make any sort of positive change in your life. It's great if you have it. But I think, like, when you were fat, as you say, and you didn't want to be that, you had, like, a end goal, kind of, or, like... For the rest of my life, I don't want to be this fat. So this is just what I'm going to do, whether it feels good in the moment or not. You had no, that. Well, like... I think what I'm saying is I didn't, I had none of those thoughts. <clears throat> it wasn't about like the moment. I didn't even, I just did them. Right? Like I think if we're talking about like true self-motivation is just your brain deciding these are the things we're going to do. If you have to sit there and make a decision between going this way or that way over and over and over throughout the day, 
you are not motivated at all. Mm-hmm. But you had that one time, right? Right. You like made the that one, decision the one, one time. time that branched off and then it just went. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But more often, it's like 10 times throughout the day, there's a branching path and you have to keep pushing yourself. Yes, I, I struggle with that a lot, Whereas especially recently. The things like when I wanted to learn how to pierce, I just did it. I just went to tattoo shops. I just talked to people. I just started doing it. So if you're like that, then if you want to learn Japanese, what is the decision that you can make that you just I don't, do it? I don't really want to learn Japanese. <laughs> or, I, or I would have done it. <laughs> I want to want to learn how to do it. <laughs> okay. Right? Like there is like building like a habit mm-hmm. of, okay, well, I need to sit down here 30 minutes a day or whatever. But like I, I haven't and it hasn't happened. Do you think it would make a difference if you knew you were moving there? Like say sure. somebody, yeah. if you were like, I'm going to move there next year, next fall. Yeah, probably. Because the motivation is just this fleeting two week period right. where I would be able to like have half of a conversation with somebody and I would think that would be cool. There's no <laughs> actual cool. <laughs> reason for me. To learn it, to know it, to speak it. It won't, it doesn't change anything. But if I think about the big moments, it's just like, like those big life things. It's like, I I just did them. Mm -hmm. They just kind of happened without me even thinking about it. I think that's when, like, that's actually the motivation. I think all this other stuff is people just, talking themselves into something. Do you think that it's like that for everyone? Or do you think that that's just how it works for you? I don't know how it works for these like super positive, super energized, motivated people. Like maybe the way that I felt about losing weight and learning to pierce, maybe that's just how they are with stuff. And it's just, because when they talk about it, they sure make it sound very easy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, it was very easy for me to lose weight. It was very easy. I just did it. Like as stupid as that sounds, I just did it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to be able to say that. <laughs> well, I would, I, I'm not sure that it's like, you have You can't even say it that way, like to say like you have to want it because you can't make yourself want it. Right. So maybe you just don't or maybe it doesn't work that way for everybody. Maybe that was a one time kind of thing. I think it's a, a personality thing a little bit. I don't, I can't think of anything in my life where. I did something really big where I'm like, I just did it. I can. 
What? You left the Mennonite. I didn't just do it, though. I struggled with that for like years before I actually did it. I went right, back right. and but, forth. But you didn't go back and forth once you actually did it. <clears throat> once you actually took the first step to doing it, you just did it. I guess that's true. Once I left, there was no like going back. There was never hesitation after that that maybe this so was I think that's what people thing. are talking about when they say you just have to do it. Kind of like the Nike thing, you may just have, do it. You right? may have thought about leaving the Mennonites for years, but you never actually did it. But then once you actually did it, it all just like took off mm -hmm. and you never struggled with it after that. It wasn't easy though, but yeah, I guess like the decision you're part saying, of it or you're whatever. You're saying that your life wasn't easy. The process wasn't easy, but you're, I don't think you mean that leaving it behind mentally I don't feel like that was hard. I think you're just, you just seem like you just dropped it. Yeah. I think I later missed like some aspects of it and I still do a little bit sometimes. You can always wear the hat again. I don't know. I don't miss that aspect at all. <laughs> I'm good with, without the hat. 